Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envisioned for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Welcome back, you guys, for another training. We are going to be talking all about poop and what it means and what you need to know about it, at least some of the basics. So let's get inspirational poops. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to cover this is because when we're dealing with thyroid imbalances, a lot of us deal with GI systems in addition to low energy, weight gain, hair loss, all of these different things. And so when we are looking at our bowel movements, we can tell a lot about a person. As a practitioner, I could probably tell you a lot more about things, but I wanted to give you guys some basic ideas of what you should be expecting in this process. So as a review, I'm going to hound this into you guys as a review, our doctors, our physicians, they go straight from the symptom, um, GI issue, right? Gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea. They might say, oh, that's totally normal. You're 40, totally normal. Just because something is common, okay, does not mean that it is normal. Let me say that again. Just because it is common doesn't mean that it is normal. And they skip over a lot of these extra things. Stress, inflammation, indigestion, mineral displacement, malabsorption, all of these different things. And so we are being empowered in our body and we are learning what we need to do to improve this process. Next, what we're doing here is the functional approach. When we are working on healing, or I shouldn't even say healing, restoring the body, building up the vital reserve, building up the resiliency inside your body, we need to be looking at all of these different areas. And when all of my clients come in and work with us in either the Hansen method or the membership or the recapture your thyroid or whatever, I always ask about bowel movements. How are your bowel movements? Are you going consistently? Okay, why not? What are we, what do we need to do here? <laughs> okay. Um, you will hear that over and over and over again. So first, because that is the first step to anything. Once we get the bowel movements going, then we can start focusing on the liver and the gallbladder. Then we can move to the lymphatic system. Then we can move to organs and glands. And then we can get to that cellular health where the thyroid 
hormones are responding much more quickly. So a lot of this should be reviewed for you guys. Um, just hang with me. This is, and the reason I included this in this slide is our bowel movement, especially as women, we are getting rid of extra hormones, excuse me, extra hormones through our bowel movements. So around your menstrual cycle, when all of your hormones drop, right? Actually, right before your, your menstrual cycles, when your hormones are dropping, you might notice more frequent bowel movements. You might notice some constipation. You might notice um, diarrhea. And this can tell us what is happening with those sex hormones, okay? So pay attention to what's happening around those menstrual cycles. I didn't, we're not going super in depth um, in that today. I just wanted to give you guys um, a, a kicking off place, okay? So here is your reminder. Do not accept the modern mentality of a quick fix. If you are experiencing a heartburn, um, uh, indigestion, thing, uh, constipation, don't just think that the quick fix here is going to be take an antacid or take a stool softener. You, it may work, it may provide relief, but we're not getting to the underlying issue of what is really happening. And what we are ultimately doing is we are suppressing the symptoms that we are having, having because our body is trying to tell us what is going on. Okay, so when we are looking at poop, we need to, we need to look at and consider some of these things as we are doing that. So how often are you going? What is it consistently? What is the consistency? How do you feel after you go to the bathroom? Do you feel like you fully eliminated? Do you feel bloated? What does the color look like? What does the smell look like? Um, do you see undigested food and stool in, in your stool? Okay. All of those things, like start asking the why. And you can come to the coaching calls and we can talk about it. And if I don't know the answer, maybe we'll look it up together and learn something. Okay. Okay, so first question, how often should we be having a bowel movement? We should be having a bowel movement at least once a day. If you're not having a bowel movement once a day, you are considered constipated, okay? Up to three times and we want it to be normal and we want it to feel like you are fully eliminating. Um, let's, let's just go to the next slide because that will we'll start to identify what normal is. <laughs> okay. So having these little rabbit pebbles, this is severe constipation. If it is lumpy and sausage-like mild constipation, um, if you have a well-formed sausage, I, I like to call it banana. I don't know. Um, banana shape that has some cracks that is considered normal. Um, my ideal for most people is going to be smooth like a banana or a snake, um, kind of like a rolled out Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Essentially, it should be, oh, I got to go. Okay, I go to the bathroom. It can quickly and easily come out and you can wipe and, and get out of the bathroom, okay? Um, if we are starting to go on the opposite side where it starts to break up, right? We're getting into type five soft blobs with clear, 
with clear cut edges, this is a lack of fiber. If it is mushy consistency with jagged edges, you have myel diarrhea. Um, and then obviously if it is complete liquid with no solid pieces, it is severe diarrhea. So um, that should be happening only around when you're sick and your body is trying to um, eliminate bacteria, fungus, mold, anything along those lines. So what are the contributors to a shady poo? Okay, um, if we were doing this live, we would have a full conversation about it, but I want you guys to think about some of those standard answers. Okay, those standard answers are gonna be water and hydration, lack of fiber, um, sometimes exercise. I know there's been periods of time in my life where I will exercise and it stimulates the bowel. And, you know, I can go to the bathroom more easily. We also need to be looking at, and I did not include this in here, the time of day that you're going to the bathroom. Now, ideally, you should be sleeping all night, waking up and having a bowel movement within the first three hours of you waking up. Um, especially after you drink water, after you start moving your body, maybe you've had some exercise in there, maybe you've stimulated your digestive system to kind of like wake up with some warm lemon water. Um, like I said, movement, food, eating food, eating breakfast. Um, you should not have to rely on coffee, um, stool softeners, all of those different things to make that bowel movement happen, okay? So some other things to consider when we are looking at bowel movements um, and, and really where we need to start is hydration, vegetables. I'm going to say fruit. I kind of put it uh, further down the line. Fruit as well. Chewing, you guys. Chew for the poo. <laughs> okay, chew for the poo. Because what that's going to do is it's going to make it easier on our digestive system to break things down, absorb the nutrients that it needs, and your body, your stomach, your intestines, all of those things are muscles. And if we're putting a lot of stress on our body, it's going to take longer for it to break down and can cause things to get backed up. So make sure you're chewing, two, 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 two for the poo. Make sure that your saliva mixes really nicely with that. So when it goes into the stomach, our stomach can help break things down. Um, stress. Have you guys ever noticed when you're super stressed out, maybe you're going on a road trip, maybe you're going on a vacation, that your bowel movements are not the same? Um, it has to do with stress, right? It may have to do with like a change in diet or hydration. But if all of those are pretty close to normal, like they were before, we need to look at and evaluate your stress levels when you're traveling. And I will give you a very, very quick example. Um, typically, when I travel, I have to bring things like magnesium uh, citrate um, to help me have a bowel movement while I am traveling, um, or I bring the Akia fiber. And this last time that we went on a trip to Mexico, you guys, I did not have to use any of those things, which was very, very exciting for me because typically I do, even if it is a low stress vacation, I still have to use outside measures to make sure that I'm having a good bowel movement. 
um, exercise, like we mentioned before, our abdominal wall, right, is linked to the internal organs and they were all muscles. They have this peristalsis movement that helps contract and move food down in the stomach and in the intestine. So having good core muscles is going to lend into those muscles being tight and strong as well. Talked about fruit, um, supplementation. There are certain supplements like iron that can cause you to be backed up or to cause loose stool. If you take too much vitamin C or too much magnesium, um, it, can, it can cause you to rapidly dump things as well. And so that's why some practitioners will say, go up to bowel tolerance, like for your vitamin C, you know, increase the dose until you get there and then start backing off. Um, and then last but not least, having knowledge can help contribute to having better bowel movement. So now we're going to get into the color of bowel movement. So we're going to start with the easiest one, brown. Brown um, is the most common color and that's what it should be. Okay. Various colors of brown, totally normal. When we get into green, green can happen because of dietary changes. Maybe you're eating a lot of dark leafy greens. Um, maybe you're eating, um, a lot of food coloring. My kids, when they eat, uh, a certain cereal, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, that clearly is not <laughs> what you guys should be eating um, because their bowel movements will change. So um, certain food dyes will also change that, food colorings. And this can also happen um, because you're taking antibiotics or you have a bacterial infection. So this should not happen very often. And if, you, if it does happen, you need to evaluate why. Black, black can be caused by excess iron um, or something more serious, uh, such as bleeding in the, in the stomach area um, or in the upper GI tract. And, and if it is accompanied with black stool um, and the foul smell, we really, really need to get you to the doctor, get it evaluated, get some help, um, do some, if you're working with me and you're not working with a doctor, um, well, actually I would probably refer you out either way, but, you know, doing a scope, um, doing some functional testing to see what, what is happening here. Um, okay. Let's talk about this one. This one is always so interesting for me. This is like a tan, yellow, light brown stool. Um, this could be an indication that li your liver is off. Maybe you have fatty liver. Maybe you're missing a gallbladder. We see this a ton with our clients in their food journals, um, as well as hepatitis or, uh, psoriasis, cirrhosis of the liver, um, or an absence of bile production. So this, like I said, that can be indicative of, um, like a gallbladder, type thing. So a light brown, tan slash yellowish color um, definitely needs to take, get some help there. Um, there are certain supplements if you have your gallbladder removed that I recommend every client be on um, to improve this absorption of those fats. 
and things like that. Okay. Red. Um, hopefully, if you guys see red in your diet or in your in your bowel movement, you are saying, oh my gosh, something is is not right. <laughs> I got another quick story for you, but let's get through this and this will hopefully this will make you guys laugh a little bit. Um, if you notice reddish colors, reddish tints, maybe some blood in your stool, uh, it can be, you know, related to food dyes or things like that, but it can also be blood in the stool. This can be caused by hemorrhoids or colon polyps or um, internal bleeding or other conditions. Once again, this is a condition that you need to get to the doctor and, and figure out what is going on. Okay. If it is not food dyes. Now, okay, here comes the funny story. And this goes right into this. So a couple of years ago, several years ago, we ate beets and my husband and I like beets. It's not like a regular thing in our diet. Um, but a couple times a year, like we grow them in our garden and, and so we will eat them more frequently. Well, this one time my kids were like, oh, these are so good. We cooked them in such a way that they really liked them. <laughs> and my daughter was probably, my oldest was about five or so. She came out of the bathroom and she was like, mom, my, my poop is red. She was very, very worried. And I chuckled and I was like, totally normal. It's, it's the beets that you ate. And so now she is a little more hesitant to eat beets, um, even though she likes them just because it was so alarming to her. So um, certain foods can also, also do that to you that are totally normal, like beets. Um, if this, if you are experiencing white, um, this is an issue. Once again, go straight to the doctor and get this tested. Uh, this is this is a big issue. Okay, it's abnormal, and it can exist with certain medical conditions, but um, this can there's probably clogged ducts. Um, yeah. Anyways, okay. So let's talk about sinking stool versus floating stool. So floating stool occasionally is totally normal. It's totally fine. Um, but if we're experiencing this a lot, we need to look a little bit further and do some investigational work. Um, you can be experiencing malabsorption of food, GI infections, pancreatitis, maybe you're having excess fat in your diet, or your body, your liver, your bile is not breaking down the fats properly, or maybe you're having too much dairy. Um, things like that. Excess fiber can also do this. So if you're eating a lot of plants, maybe you're vegan um, or all plant-based, that can also be happening. But floating stool alone is not usually a sign of a serious illness, okay? And most of the time, things will go back to normal when you change your diet. So we have to, like, when it comes to floating versus sinking, um, just look at all of the other things is, are you experiencing light colored tan stool with this and things are floating, um, what's happening in your diet, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, this one for me is always a cause of concern. So when we see mucus in the stool, it's a cause by inflammation in the GI tract. This can be because of a lack of chewing. Maybe you're not chewing your food. 
and the roughage is just kind of scraping the sides and causing inflammation. It could also be food sensitivities, gluten, dairy, eggs, soy. Um, those are kind of the big ones to consider corn as well, but it could be other food sensitivities like green beans or potatoes or nectarine or whatever, right? Like any, we could be sensitive to any food and it could be causing inflammation in the GI tract. Um, all right, other things like uh, bacterial infections, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, bowel obstructions. So when it is accompanied with bloating, gas, um, cramping, abdominal cramping, or changes in your bowel movements, then further investigation needs to be considered. This can also be a sign of parasitic activity. Um, the, those little parasites will like to cause issues. Um, black flex, flakes, flex in your stool could be a sign of blood as well, as well as parasites. It could be excess iron, inflammation in your GI tract um, or other, other conditions. So do be mindful of those. Um, same thing with lighter colored, like almost like a sesame seed um, kind of thing, okay? Sesame seed color, like that light color um, can be a sign of those things as well or a lack of chewing. Okay, we are going to quickly talk about parasites. Um, <laughs> I, most people don't want to talk about this. I have a love-hate relationship with parasites, um, but just some things that you guys should be considerate of is constipation, diarrhea, gas bloating, IBD, um, which is like irritable bowel syndrome or irritable bowel disease. That's what it is. It stands for disease. Um, an increase in appetite, ear itching, nose itching, um, anal itching, nervousness, grumpiness, fatigue, teeth grinding, teeth clenching. I did not put that on here. Anemia. So if you guys are experiencing a lot of anemia and can't get that cleared up, we need to look a little bit further. Excess weight and inability to lose weight, forgetfulness, vision problems like night problems if you're driving at night um, sleep issues, so on and so forth. All right. Um, this, you guys, this would be something good to talk about on a coaching call, um, or something like that, where we can look a little bit further and see if you need to do a parasite cleanse. I typically recommend people do them, um, around one time a year, at least every other year. And, pretty much if you are living, eating, breathing, you have parasites. <laughs> okay. Um, I've told this story a few times, a couple years ago, I was doing a parasite mold fungus cleanse. I did an oats test, which is an organic acid test on myself. And I had very high levels of, uh, mold and um, some other things. And so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and do this cleanse um, because parasites don't come alone. You typically have them with other things and parasites, even if we do um, parasite cleanse, like an oval test or um, a GI map or something, a lot of times we don't see the parasites because they hide in what is called the biofilm of the, the GI tract. And so, 
I was going after this cleanse more for um, the mold and, and things like that. And you guys, I had no idea. <laughs> um, I released a 12 to 13 inch parasite from my body. And it, it is the craziest thing, totally TMI, but <laughs> the night before I felt this weird movement happen in my digest, my abdominal area. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, I've never experienced anything like that before. And the next day went to the bathroom and I was like, oh, well, maybe that is what is going on here. Okay. So I wouldn't say that I overly had any of these symptoms at the time. Um, so again, just keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, we can definitely set up a time to talk about that. If you guys have more questions or on a coaching call or something like that. Now, one of the big things that you guys hear me talk about all the time is the importance of stomach acid. We need good, high quality stomach acid to essentially help with the absorption of food, help with the breakdown of food and so on and so forth. So we need to be really mindful of if we're eating too quickly, if we have a diet high in sugar, if we have low sodium and potassium, those deficiencies will um, lend into the body not having the nutrients that it needs to make stomach acid. Age, when you are over 40 years old, your stomach acid starts to go down um, because the metabolic functions in your body start to change and shift. But aging is not a thing. We can always do diet lifestyle things that will um, keep these things nice and healthy. Okay. Things that will also lower stomach acid are those antacids or prescription drugs, certain, prescri certain prescription drugs. Uh, Before you go, But if you are looking and you just want to get to the root of the issue and you want help and you want guidance and you just want to know what to do and you are an action taker and you are highly ambitious, we have several spots that are open for the Hanson Method. Our schedule fills up very quickly. So if you are interested in getting in filling out an application and joining Take the time to visit the show notes and schedule your thyroid breakthrough call. We will be talking to you about what is holding you back. Where do you want to go? How do you want to feel? And we will give you our personal and professional recommendations on the next step for you so that you can get out of this thyroid chaos once and for all. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us.